Hey, hey, how's it going? I, I've got uh, the Facebook uh, live thing to you know try to get people over to here. So I'm just gonna let it, I'm gonna let it go for a minute. Come check us out over at uh, Bring them in live on, on YouTube in. and just... live on the Rams Network on <laughs> R A M S Rock Against M S on Twitch. Yes. Go find us over there. Uh, how's it going, Michael Zinn? It's good. I just totally freaked out because I accidentally closed the broadcast studio window while the countdown was going. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Is the countdown still going? Will I is get that back why, in time? Is that why there was a slight delay on our Yeah. <laughs> I got back and I was like, let me start the let me start the intro. So it was, it was almost seamless. You did a great job. All right. Yeah. And I love how you barreled in here with some wonderful energy. <laughs> um, I love it here. This is like becoming my favorite place. Yes, this is the place to be. The, the Yo, what up, Kiss Freak One Two Three over on Twitch? You know what up, Roscrow Three Twenty One? How's it going? Oh, what yeah, up, everybody? What up, Miss Julie and I Angela catch and up. Taylor? I catch up. Here we go. Thank you. Yeah, it's a party over here. Yeah, wow. Look YouTube at this. YouTube Live, Twitch Live. Nice. Come see us. I'm turning off this Facebook Live. I love you guys, but come join us on YouTube Live and you can <laughs> join the, the live stream of consciousness. I don't know if you can see that because it turns green. I have a green screen thing that I can't turn off. Anyway, talk to you guys hey, later. Why Peace. can't you turn that thing off, by the way? I don't know because I don't know how to use I don't use this. isn't my setup. I got gotcha. you. Anyway, so uh, how's it going, my friend? What's um, Oh, my God. It's going was, amazing. What was your week like? Um, I had a super busy week. Um, I was uh, finishing up some editing jobs. I was uh, hey Tim documenting a um, collaborate a very interesting collaboration between two very different artists. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna actually hold on a second. I want to do something here. You have something kinda, to show us? I do have something to show you. Ooh. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I can do this. So this is this has actually not been made public yet. Even I, I don't think I'm going to get in trouble. But take a look. So this artist, a friend of mine. He, uh, he he draws, and so he created this picture on uh, on the computer, and then he drew the picture, and then he collaborated with somebody special who you'll see pop up in a second. I don't care. I just like the music. I guess I picked a good soundtrack. Yeah, look at that. Feels good. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, beautiful. So, so he does this. Is this, this what amazing. he listens to? And he doesn't like spontaneously throw the paint <laughs> in odd directions. So this guy that you're seeing now is a is what's called a bug painter. The so music is so aggressively loud, Michael. I can't, I, I can't think about anything except dancing. On oh, my okay. end, it's really loud. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I hope I didn't didn't blow everybody out there. It's really loud. Is it still loud? It's still really loud. Wow. I'm lowering it. That's crazy. Well, anyway, all right. I'm going to unshare this. I'm going to remove it. Wait, hold on. It's going to end soon. It's really beautiful. All right. That's it right there. 
So this guy's a cool artist of some kind? <laughs> so, well, it was two artists. It was an artist who did an illustration, and, and there are these butterflies drawn into the illustration, and then the bug pinner took the actual bugs and made the thing into a 3D piece of artwork that's in a shadow box, and it's just, it's freaking beautiful. It has not been unveiled yet. I hope I don't get in trouble for that. But uh, I'm just, I am, you know what? This week has been amazing. And let me tell you another great story. <laughs> um, this show has, it has sent ripples out into the universe, which is exactly what it was meant to do. Um, We're rippling? It went rippling. I, um, I ran into somebody at uh, another friend's music video shoot who uh, came up to me, Patty, and, and, and her husband, Cruz, and uh, they were like, I've been watching your show. And it's not somebody that pops up in our, uh, in our chat. And, and it's awesome. You guys just make me feel good. And it's great. And I was like, I was just so like honored and like, wow, there's people actually watching who, who aren't involved in the chat. Not that I don't love all you guys who chat with us. Thank but, you guys uh, for participating. We appreciate yeah, it. And, totally. uh, and, and do say hello sometimes when you're listening and, totally. uh, you know, but, we, uh, we do appreciate it. This is how we know, but I mean, obviously we see numbers are bigger than, you know, people in the chat, you know, so we appreciate that, but yes. uh, you know, say hi when you can. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but another, another listener who does pop up in the chat, Kenzie, um, every once in a while she pops up in the chat. She, uh, we had a conversation um, earlier in the week uh, because I have another concept I'm working on and I was looking for a co-host and she, messaged me and and we had a great great conversation she's really awesome but she also said how affected she is by our conversations about intention and and she said she really started living and and recognizing the way that what she was putting her energy into as far as her intentions and she has a daughter who is uh who is sick i don't know maybe i don't know how much to talk about but she she manifested some up, amazing amazing things um and and attributed to our show she said you guys influenced me and and man i was crying i was just like this is amazing i i i've never i personally didn't expect to be on screen with you and and chatting and doing this but this is like this feels like home this is amazing well, if I can add to that about Mackenzie, uh, Mackenzie's an old friend of mine who I kind of lost touch with a while back. Um, I mean, a long time ago, like right after we became. Hey, Kenzie, I hope you're watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we like we, I was working at a florist <laughs> only for less than a month. Uh, they ended up just basically hiring too many people and they had to let me go. But they paid me for like an extra two weeks to not work. It was very nice. I had a nice relationship with them. It was cool. I, I, I literally introduced uh uh, what do you call it? Uh, non-symmetrical, asymmetrical uh, arrangements to their shop. They just all they did everything really traditionally, and I was like, "Can I do it like this?" And like, wow, cool! And uh, and I got to like paint all these pumpkins because it was around Halloween, and I literally painted pumpkins like with of witches and Frankenstein and stuff, and they sold all my pumpkins, which was so cool. Amazing! So, like, my art was sold. I felt like a, a pro because I used to be an artist when I was younger. Anyway, Mackenzie worked right next door at this video store. And uh, her and I became super like best friends, uh, you know, kind of overnight, just like really like clicked. But I it, it, it took me years later, like to realize like what was going on as her and I reconnected. And I was just like I had a little bit of a thing where when I felt a real connection to women that I would kind of keep them at bay because mm -hmm. like and and it really sucked for me because like, I was in a relationship, you know, whatever. And on some level, 
I felt like improper. Like if I like felt really strongly connected to somebody, right, you know, granted, right, right. you know, you don't know, like, I don't know where that at the time it was like, I don't know where, where this could lead because I really like her, you know, right, like, oh, right, right, right. I and, I, and I had had this, I guess, sort of mental thing where I was like, no, no, you stay away from me, you know, kind of thing for any girl that I kind of liked. Right. Right. Um, right. And when, um, you know, and and I don't think it really was something that was supposed to develop on sort of sexual level or anything, but right. it was just this this block that I had for like anybody who I would really feel connected to. If they had boobs, I was like, I don't know, I'm in a relationship <laughs> and I feel really like I feel like we should be best friends. And I think that's weird, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. I get <laughs> and, that. So we connected really hardcore, um, you know, uh, a bunch of years ago now, like just reconnected and and she was just immediately there for me like gangbusters um and has been and um you know when you have a friend come and uh you're like hey you know i know we talk about this, this kind of stuff and she's interested or whatever but they're watching your show you know is 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 it doing anything for them or are they just being your friend and doing a good thing and she had reached out to me before she made any of those posts mm -hmm. um and she just like sent me like this really lovely message and i didn't know what had been going on with her kid and you know whatnot but you know what you were saying what she was saying i you know it's so beautiful because she said you know our show is just making her live this live consciously and that, i'm doing it for me for that reason <laughs> you know i'm doing it for yeah. us yeah, yeah you know i i'm keep you know like like we, me and michael are keeping each other honest because we wanted to do that's exactly um, what i said i was like yeah. wow we unintentionally affected somebody but really <laughs> It yeah. wasn't unintentional because that is our intentional. Love is law, right? We're yeah. out, we're we're out here. Well, and and that was really the thing. You know, we wanted to. You know, Michael has wanted to make content. He had a whole bunch of spiritual stuff that he wanted to do, but he was a little bit like, you know, uh, not exactly moving forward on, on that stuff. And and I had a bunch of entertainment stuff that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to steamroll his stuff. So it was just like, all right, well, we'll do a spiritual show, and like that's the thing, and then we'll just keep that going until we can figure out how to do more things. And that's what we've been doing. And it's uh, it's going lovely. It's so um, I'm so glad. Thank you, uh, Mackenzie, for being such a loyal listener. And uh, you know, uh, Ken's uh, brought her her child who um, uh, has some. Uh, I, I don't want to get into the details and say I'm wrong, but yeah. uh, some extra some extra uh, difficulties in 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 terms of uh, you know their development. And uh, she went to an energy healer and uh, got a lot of really great results uh, from um, from that experience and um, and uh, you know putting it out there, putting out the good into the world, and having it be brought back in. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she really you know what she really connected to. I think uh, in the conversation that we had there was a couple of times she said to me certain things that she's like, well, I believe this, I believe that. And then she told me about an experience she had with like someone who had passed away and gave her a sign. And she's like, Oh, I know that that was a sign. And I'm like, wait a second. Do you believe or do you know? Because that feeling that you had when you said, I know that that was what was happening. That's knowing. And that's, that's it. You know? I've been recently correcting that in my brain as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Ken's too, like, you know, she's very psychic. And, um, and, and, but like when we first started talking again, I kind of connected her psychically, like to a bunch of things. I didn't even really know what I was doing, but she like hit me the next day. She was like, dude, I am at the place and the place where I'm at, the history of this place is exactly what you said I am possibly dealing with. And I think you're totally right. I've been at this place a lot. You know, like, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so was, it, it, dude, it, I was so crying. Amazing. Literally, I was crying when we were having a conversation. I was like, I, I can't believe what you're saying to me. You know, it's like, it's amazing. But listen, that's that's it. Love is law. 
the live stream of consciousness. We are here all together. It goes. I'm sorry that we're a little late tonight, guys. Um, can I get into my my week a little bit? Um, I, yeah. I, I, oh, you know I what? Have, I feel bad. I have important things I want to say, but we should say that we've got Nancy, who is the head of Rock Against MS, and she is coming on a little bit to actually clue our audience a little bit into um, the charity, which I, really it's my hope that you guys can help future viewers to understand, you know, as, as the people who have watched this episode, please, you know, pass on to other people who go so what is this charity or whatever else uh if you could make our lives a little easier oh i've got my son here what's going on buddy um do you want anything to eat do i want anything to eat i'd love things to eat what kind of oh. things are we getting um we have bagel bites chicken nuggets oh well i can't eat right now while i'm doing the radio show but oh. if Can anybody wants to take a stab at ordering something for me i would love to eat something oh. um so I have my children here. I love Grace. Um, I, I had a really short week um, of uh, like a, a three solid days with uh, Grayson and Parker out awesome. here in uh, Los Angeles with me, which has been amazing, amazing, amazing. Hey, it's the original Ken's. Love you, baby. Um, but um, but honestly, you know, my brother and my, my whole family was here on uh, Tuesday when I came uh, back with the kids. I guess I came Monday night and then they came the next night. Yeah, yeah. And, so they, yeah. Were, they were all hanging. Yeah, that's right. So while we were doing Coolest Alive, they were all hanging with the kids. And when I came downstairs and my brother Shane said, how you doing? I said, I've been in the middle of a panic attack for two weeks. Really? Uh, and I have been. I, I I've been. I, you I know what I noticed? So, I did say, I'm not used to this, Jesse, but I didn't know quite what it was. I I was, and, I've, and I'm still, it's, it's starting to shrink. I think it's because like the end, like of traveling and like so many things. I like I like I know what it is though, and uh, and and it's a lesson for everybody. And I really want you to take it from me, because ignorance is the devil. <laughs> you know, when you don't know something, you can't do anything about it. But if you know something, maybe earlier than I did, um, maybe you can do something about it. So um, so let me tell you, um. You know, my short story that I've told, you know, maybe a few times before in the past, somewhere or another, is that when I started smoking cannabis um, when I was 28, uh, just like recreationally, um, I realized very quickly that I had suffered from severe anxiety my whole life. And um, I was just sort of like it was like night and day, it was, uh, at least how I felt. Um, over time, I realized that I am like the supreme actor because I was walking around the world just kind of terrified. Nobody knew. And nobody knew. I, and, right. and I was like powerful and imposing. And I kicked out, I, you know, like I'm an athlete. And I, under those circumstances, I'm, I'm a little less. But you're more, like, you're I, more confident. Yeah, but, but also I was terrified of my power. I was terrified that I could kill somebody, that I could hurt somebody. I was terrified yeah. of like the possible, the terrible possibilities and, and, and terrified of, really practical sort of things like, you know, I was a, I was the child of a celebrity and uh, I kind of grew up feeling like he was big and I was small sure. and I was terrified of being small. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, like, oh, I, I think I might be really small and like, and, and inadvertently was sort of projecting, trying to talk about myself a lot when I was younger because I wanted the people to like me like and I thought that they needed a reason uh, essentially um, and you know I was always just sort of trying to 
the, the biggest thing is that I was in a race. I was, I was, I was racing. I like, I, I was, I planned to be famous. Like, and it wasn't really about fame. Like it wasn't that I wanted to be famous. I just wanted to be on my father's level. And mm -hmm. I planned to do this at 16. Mm -hmm. By 16, I was going to do it because that, if I did it early like that, then it would be really hard for people to say that I rode his coattails because look how early I did it. Right. Then I started, once 16 passed, I was like, oh my God, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late for an important date. <laughs> and then as I started to getting into, into the age where like, I was just like, ah, well, the fucking doing it young thing doesn't matter anymore. Um, like, like it's, there was so many little layers. Yeah. And I remember years later when I did, a, I had a, 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 and I highly recommend this to people who are like on the Asperger spectrum or, you know, uh, um, you know, feel like they're a little robotic in their thinking or have a hard time you know, with anxiety and stuff. When I did psilocybin magic mushrooms for the first time, it, it, it like changed my board, my, my, like, uh, like my mixing board. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized that I was like sort of like measuring myself against things with this like crazy infinite scale of like, there's that and here's me, right. um, you know, and I realized that totally. I was the one in control of the differential totally. of how far away it was. Like, I was like, wait a second, bring that in a little closer. It's just right, right here. Right. It's just right there. You were talking about perspective. Yeah. Right? And, and so like it, it changed my perspective because everything that I was, was viewing is like a mountain. All of a sudden it became a, a plane. Mm -hmm. And I can remember I stood up and I was looking at Batman and I was like, it was a Batman action figure and he was six inches or whatever. And in that moment, it was very easy for me to see that he was not larger than me. And I realized that intellectually I had felt as a writer who wanted to write comic books, you know, very passionately, the like mainstream comics at the time. Um, you know, that was the, that was, the, that was, my biggest passion like you know right. like i wanted to i always wanted to show what i could do in music and 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 earn respect but comic books i loved and i i, I really desperately knew i could do a great job and i wanted to be given the opportunity right. and when yeah, and i was having country. yeah and i was having a hard time getting as much work as i wanted to get i get a little work here a little work there but like not like getting into the system the way i wanted to that was actually why i started socially drinking and socially smoking marijuana because i thought that that was keeping me from the group and like maybe I if I, you're telling that story yeah, maybe yeah. if i could get a beer with the the editor like it would be easier for me right. Right. um and, and to some degree that was true but um no, that's that's you know that's actually not to interrupt your train of thought this the story yeah. is great but that story is actually very relevant about how you felt like because you didn't smoke and didn't drink that they were looking at you weird and that they were like well he yeah. can't have any fun with us because yeah. he doesn't know how to have fun but meanwhile yeah. certainly there were a lot of reasons to look at me weird i recognize that people had uh like snapped to the assumptions about the children of rich or famous people and as soon as i saw that people already had an idea about what i was i was like ah, i'm gonna be a fucking enigma and uh, i <laughs> i did that very purposefully you are at, uh, at a young age um <laughs> so people are always kind of like hmm, this motherfucker is strange to me um but um but anyway in this moment seeing batman and you know in this on the psilocybin trip where where the the scales were much more balanced mm -hmm. i went Oh wow! Like I was feeling so intimidated by Batman. Like I thought, like I had to write the greatest Batman story of all time, where I was nothing, you know, kind of thing. Like, like, like my measure was to them. And getting this, you know, fair bit of 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 measurement was a, a, another huge step in me 
making peace uh, at least a little bit with being the center of attention. Like yeah, I was terrified to do solos. I, I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but I was mm-hmm. I was really yeah. I was really hiding it. Uh, and yeah, I realized yeah. like I'm a really good actor um, because I, I had emotions that were really raw and strong. And I, I felt that they were so close to the surface that the only way I could do anything about it is if I developed a real strong thing to cover it up. Um, and for a long time, I wasn't very feminine. Like, uh, like, like now you see me walk around, uh, I work a couple days at a comic book shop out here doing like comics and uh, toys and you, and I'll see myself walking around the shop and I got limp wrists, <laughs> you know, like, and I, and I go around and because Quite that's me, feminine. that's, but that is me. I'm yeah, more yeah. feminine than I am masculine, um, in terms of how I like to carry myself when I'm yeah. comfortable. Um, you're, and you're, both. I, you're like. What, they don't call it yeah. poly. What do they call it? Uh, I'm both. I'm balanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm balanced, but yeah. uh, but within the context of like my personal life and when like and it's it's been a problem with me for like girlfriends. Like finally, I have a girlfriend who doesn't mind. You know that I'm, you know, a little fat. Like she really likes. likes she doesn't mind I'm, that you're gay. Yeah, she she doesn't mind that I'm kind <laughs> of a, a gay straight guy. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I mean, because she sees what a fucking badass I am at other moments, which I am. You know, it's it, it, it's it's, it's a all the same, man. But people get caught it's up all, in any it's of it. It's all it, the it's, same. Well, and that's for me. It, it is. It's kind of about acting. And as I came into that thing, I kind of understood that it's just, you know, dancing is just taking up space and you know having a good time and and right. uh, you know and all of these things are are really hard for you when you're self-conscious and uh hard on yourself and uh you know and and this gives you anxiety so you know my whole life i have had this anxiety when i came to the realization of like my anxiety i would say to you that essentially i was like well if i can fix these things then it will be fixed i am here to tell you that i spent a decade Sort of trying to fix those things, eventually going, okay, these things need not be fixed. I have to just get through it anyway because of other reasons why I decided that that was true. Mm-hmm. Only to fix the things after I accepted them as they were and moved through them and have found myself for the past two weeks having an anxiety attack. And I realized that it is because things are fine and it's not wow. the things. It's not the things, people. It's not about the things. The things are just the reason we are giving ourselves to do it. The, the, the reason we are allowing ourselves to fall to pieces. And, um, and now I'm faced with a situation where I, I've got a girlfriend who I really like. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, the support of my family. And, you know, we're really like stronger than ever, really stronger than ever. And I'll say a second bit about that, which is something I recommend to everybody. Uh, and, um, That's you so know, it, we... I, I'm I, I'm on the path that I need to be on and things are really looking up. And then, and I will say that this sort of, this kind of two week or week, whatever. I mean, like I said, it's fade. It, it's starting to, it's starting to fade, but Michael can attest that once every six weeks or once every month, you know, I'm not exactly sure there would be like a week period where I would sort of crash again. And I would just be like destitute. And like, fuck. And I'm literally saying to him, like, fuck, man, I hate it when this freaking happens. I hate feeling like this. I, I know, I know, I know I'm working on it. I know things are getting better. I know, Michael, like, I'm like, I'm just like freaking overwhelmed and I can't do anything about it. And, yeah. and the, the, the cycle of this got better and better and better. And now it has switched to this, which is better as well. Uh, but ultimately, 
I am successfully acting my way through a two week panic attack um, where I just have had a lot to do and all this traveling and Oh my goodness. The more different things that I do, the more room there is for me to judge what I've done. You know, have I booked right. the tickets that are too expensive? Am I, am I, did I, did I book the right flight times? You know, is this going to be okay for Patty? Is this going to be okay for me? Should I have done it like this? Like it, it really just so much stuff like, and this is a person who has been fate, who has been forced to face his weaknesses. I figured out how to traipse through life without triggering myself in lots of ways, mm -hmm. surrounding myself with color in my room and distraction, a real steady flow of hobbies that kept me connected to my, you know, my joy and, and, and what I was interested in doing. And, uh, you know, sort of the right. patterning and scheduling of comic books, all these things were really good for me. And then as the universe took these things away, I realized Oh wow, I'm like a homebody. And when I don't have my own space, I'm like kind of a nutcase. Like I have to freaking get over this and be able to do some amount of work. And you know, I, I can't be so stricken by all of these little rules that I'm putting on myself. Right. And ultimately, you know, what I'm saying is you can make the excuse your mother, you can make the excuse your your siblings, you can make the excuse your friends, you can make the excuse society or your relationships with anybody. You can make the excuse your career or your money situation. Anything can be the excuse. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself constantly toiling over problems that are there, the problem isn't the problem. It's your toiling. <laughs> And, um, you wow. know, and, and, and if, if I had understood a long time ago, you know, that I was toiling, you know, that you're just stewing right. and the, you, you, you can, you can either take a long walk, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, and, um, what do you call it? Uh, find your way to surrender the fact that you can't control the other people in your universe and right. forgive and let it all be or you can take the uh, short walk off the plank and um, just accept and try to start putting away this toil you know this toiling feeling this this kicking right. leg. My, my leg is always shook my whole life mm -hmm. and um and granted, you know, sometimes I get it in. I know it's uh, I, I get it under control. I literally when I used to be a VJ on MTV, too, I used to tape my leg to the chair. Wow. So that when I felt it shake, I would, feel the, I would feel the tug. Right, and I would right, right. Because wow. I would I would be doing it on camera all the time. And my producer would be like, you got to stop you're shaking your leg. You got to stop I'm shaking your leg. And I was just no. like, I'm so I literally, so I mean, I talk about a good actor. That's right. I taped my damn leg to the chair. So, so I would funny. stop doing Jesse, that. Jesse, that's trip. a great behind the scenes story, by the way. Yeah. A little so, bit of Jesse, Jesse Blaze trivia. <laughs> so please, all of you out there, if you feel like you're connecting to this story on any level and that this could be your future, um, you know, stop toiling now. Just, yeah. just start to put the brakes on it. You know, Stop I, 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 now. I think that's a good catchphrase right there. Yeah. Stop toiling now. I am worrying about the stupidest bullshit and it has the same energetic feeling that worrying about my family or worrying about um, uh, my kids, you know, feels. 
it, it feels the same way and it's just stupid shit and i'm finally because it's this and i'm like this is stupid yeah, man. oh man i'm like I'm is wondering... this this is what's fueling like all of it like it's just it's never gonna go away like like like, like i can have every situation under control and you're just gonna keep pulling this bullshit in my brain so you know if, if that's going on for you <laughs> start start trying to get your your hands off that uh trigger oh and and, and i do want to say one more thing before we um we have uh nancy on and, uh, yes. and, and i don't know why so patiently thank you nancy um but um the other really important thing you know that i have done over the past um i don't know a few weeks now and uh spiritually and um i didn't know just how important it was but um because I was a, a bit of a scaredy cat, I was really scared to sort of hear things that people might say. Because mm -hmm. essentially, anything they might say, I would turn that into worse. <laughs> mm -hmm. I I would make that worse. So You're like about your family right now, or like I mean, to some degree, anybody like you know, like but I you know, like but I, I take I like would take things from my family, like my mom in, in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, just you know, like like her mothering, I would take as sort of like right it's, it's not good and i'm like it's right. not good ah! right, right and right. like and i always just want like something about a virgo like you don't want to be wrong like i got like i just like i just want to be right and i'm gonna get it right the first fucking time when i have to do something a second time like in a video game like if i like die and i gotta do a whole i'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, no oh. never again <laughs> it's like very upset oh when that happens yeah anyway you know not wanting to hear the things and 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 I've been in a different place for a long time where I think that I have been more open to hearing the things than I knew, mm -hmm. but I was sort of just in a pattern of not hearing things. Right. And essentially it came to my attention that my mom and dad wanted to vent. They, they had felt like I had been able to vent and they wanted to vent. And I was like, all right, you know, cool. Like I don't really have anything to say, like, but I'm totally down to, like here, like I've I've said everything that I need to say. I'm 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 good, you know, and um and I was like, but I'm I'm happy I'm happy to sit down, yeah. and I set out to try not to like talk at all. Like, you know, of course I I ended up doing a lot of talking, um, <laughs> but um, but uh, I I didn't you know really it, like it was a great conversation, and I, I've seen now weeks later what a great conversation it was, and what about it, what about it was so great what about it was so great was the simplest thing my parents got to communicate to me and felt like i heard them so much of the communication that happens like you know, it's a little passive aggressive and not that my family necessarily does that they just don't necessarily they don't say anything at all but like right. you know sometimes family members are trying to communicate something to you and they're like kind of like you know it's you're just getting it in little needles here there and you just feel like this isn't fair and da, 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 da. and when it's laid out you know, in a more, Hey, you know, this is, this is what we're feeling. Right. Um, right, right. It's way easier to understand. And right. I, I, my experience, and it's been like this with, cause I have heard from them on a few other occasions and, you know, and it has always been the same thing. And I got to imagine that this is a pretty fucking universal experience for most people. I'm like kind of just blindsided. Like, I'm just like, what I did. What? Like, I remember my right. mom telling me that I never took her out to dinner when she was out, when I was doing Rock the Cradle. 
Right. And like she was out there the whole time, like you know, helping me, you know, do st- you know, styling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when shout she out said, that. "Yeah, shout out to Suzette," my mom, she did a great job. Yeah. Um, when she said that to me, I was just sort of like, "Yeah." You really? Oh my God! You know, I'm actually wondering if we should start to market this show at the like the therapeutic edge of, of this show because it's like Jesse Blaze's therapy sessions live online. Oh yeah, wait, I'm getting therapy. No, yeah, well, in a way, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is very therapeutic for you. But, oh well, uh, I mean that's why I, that, you know, it's but, great. No, no, this is great. This energy is say, amazing. But I don't share anything that I don't think is useful. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like for me, for, for like I wouldn't share it if I didn't think it was. It of course, no. Look, we're, Taylor, so, thanks us for getting out of some very toxic. Listen, this is we are doing our job, my friend, just by being us. This is what yeah. we are we are supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's the thing. You know, I, I think at the end of the day too, you know, people um you know have respect for my family and you know absolutely knowing, especially once you've come through a uh the thing and and can understand you know what it was that broke you apart you know in whatever way to be able to go oh you know this was this was a little bit of a problem for us like you know and help other people yeah. uh it's a huge thing so mm-hmm. you know really i would say if you feel like there's tension you know with your families i i, I highly recommend trying to go in with an open mind and uh you know have a conversation where you plan to just listen a little bit and um, make your family feel like they're heard um, because it, it wasn't like I did anything, but I see the change in my parents. Yeah, but um, did you, did you hear them? You actually must have heard them because that's what happened. They saw well, that you heard them. Well, that's true, too. I, I did, did, you, I did you hear them. It. You said, I, you're I, like, I, I realize these things. Well, I, may, I well, I, I, yeah, apparently I made my mom cry the other day because when I was yeah. in New York, I took out, I took the kids out with my grandfather, which I, I'm not necessarily good with you know, holiday stuff and things like sometimes right. like I'm, I am when I'm focused on that stuff. Like when I was little, I was really good at it, but I tend right. to be very work oriented and I, I like lose track of that shit. But, um, but yeah, you know, they, they basically pointed out a bunch of like perceptions that they had that, I mean, were true to some degree, you know, it, it was, it, it's true. You, in, saw, you, you, saw, you had a perspective that acknowledged what they were saying. Yeah. I was like, well, I see that yeah. that's true. I see yeah. that I did not right. invite you out to dinner, mom, right. but right. holy shit. You like, never thought how it, made her feel i have been wrapped up in right. stupid jesse land you were doing and your own, like, listen and there's not and jesse there's nothing wrong with that don't knock yourself out for it you you well, did what and, you, you know well thank you and and that is the thing you know like if you can go to them and be you know if they can be able to articulate these larger things in time where they don't feel you know betrayed because that was the thing like my like my mom was really feeling betrayed like she like I, look, well, I think we're all learning from each other you know that's yeah it. we're, we're she, all lessons for each other she was she you know? was saying had, had basically i i won't say what she said but she went out of her way to say something it was pretty whoa and i was like <laughs> well whoa i'm like but like, there's nothing there's nothing i can do about that so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hope that I can change your mind about that over time. And it was very clear that like, she just needed to say that <laughs> she, she just needed to so like say that and look me in the eyes and see what my reaction was to it. Um, you know, like she just needed to, to speak and it, they're speaking. I like, I, and granted I have been, I have been, I did listen and, and, and uh, you know, not that I was told to do anything in particular, but I, I did hear what they were saying and I did try to make, some immediate adjustments. You processed um, it. Yeah, you processed I could, it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was really good. And I was not, um, 
It did not hurt me. It did not break my heart. As somebody who's an anxiety prone person, you know, I went in there with the intention of I'm I want to listen to them. I want things with us to be good. And uh, if they feel like they got some things that they want to get off the chest, I want them to be able cool. to feel like they can. Well, so anyway, I recommend all of those things and uh, we should have our guest on. Right. I was going to say, speaking of listening, <laughs> I think that it's time to wake up our guest. She's probably nodded off in the back room there. Um, but uh, this whole this whole thing, this whole show on the on the Twitch network, on the Rams network, on the on the Twitch TV, on the Rams network. I got to get this right. I'm like learning all this stuff. I'm like I'm like hip now. I think I was telling you last week. I'm now a Twitcher. I call myself a Twitcher. But anyway, uh, we got this through actually a friend of yours who happened to see we were doing some stuff online and that it was kind of spiritual and and helpful in nature. And it was through Nancy. Nancy's yeah. a friend of mine. Nancy's the friend of yours. There she is. So I'm going to bring her on. Actually, I'm going to let her tell the story. I'm going to let you guys tell the story. Um, let's let Nancy talk for a little bit. And no, uh, I want to hear. Like I don't know enough about Rock Against MS. So Nancy, there you go. So can welcome, you please, Nancy. Nancy B. Sale, everybody, welcome. Nancy, can we please go to the very beginning of Rock Against MS? And can you tell us how this thing genesis into this Rams network? Well, oh hi, Angela. Um, it was weird. So, you know, I'm in the music. Well, maybe you don't know. So for those who do not know me, I am in the music industry for 30 million years and I represent high profile people. I even worked with your dad a long time ago. And um, so anyways, uh, I'm a private person and I got um, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I, um, you know, kept it to myself pretty much. And I do have some of my artists are very close with me. And um, Steve Stevens from Billy Idol. He's the guitar player, if you don't know who that is. Um, I was at his home and uh, with him and his wife, Josie. And I had just gotten a word that not only do I have MS, um, and I had it for a couple of years, mind you, and he, he already knew this, but I'm sitting there and I thought, I have to get this off my chest because I'm the only one that knows that now I have a brain tumor. And so I, um, hi. Thank you, Taylor. Um, that was very kind. Um, so, so I said, so in the Steve's living room is where he um, has his whole recording studio. It's this big purple room. And I just said, hey, not to lay this on you guys, but I just, I, I, I got to get it off my chest. And I said, I also now ha I have a brain tumor and I don't know how far it is in the sense. So I'm going to be going to a, you know, a specialist that does brain surgery and all this. And, and Steve, <laughs> Steve, it was morning. We're all like, we're all like in pajamas. Not that I stayed the night, but I tend to just show up in pajamas and slippers anyways to their house because I'm lazy to dress. And he pops his head over and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. No, this isn't okay. You've been doing stuff for us for 30 years. We're going to do something for you. I'm going to call Billy. I'm going to call Billy Morrison. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do something for you because this is crazy. And that was uh, 2012. And um, and then in the meantime, um, Billy Idol's band got called out and um to to tour and then by october i was having a, a surgery uh, some spine surgery so um after all that i realized how um broke i'm becoming because um i'm not working and um uh at this current moment and and so if you don't know i'm a publicist so um and i might have already said that uh so i called up steve and i said hey and i'm recovering from this this spine surgery my neck and 
are you guys still, because I was embarrassed. I don't like to ask for help. I'm very private. I don't like to tell people things. I don't, you know, I'm just closed, which is not, of course, a good thing, but at that time. So he says, yeah. He goes, let me go back to Billy Morrison. And they started making phone calls and doing things. And, and, um, and it was really sweet because they wanted to raise money for me so I could take time off and, and get That's my awesome. So, so then it was, it was kind of cute. Cause of course I'm a, pu I'm a publicist. I can't help it. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm bored and I got to do something. So I'm like, where are we doing this? And he says, Oh, well, maybe here. And I'm like, eh, that's not very big. If we're going to raise money, um, let's do it over here. And anyways, it ended up, um, the Maglieri's are like my second family. Um, they, they own the rainbow and the whiskey, uh, out on sunset strip. Cool. And, um, we had a venue, but the, uh, that used to be Gazari's and, um, for some reason, some, they sold it. So they said any, any shows that are going to happen in the month of March is not going to happen. So I, I physically run over and I'm sitting with Michael, um, who's the, um, Mario's son and, um, senior Michael senior. And, um, I said, Oh my God, I need the whiskey. And he said, what's it for? And I told him, he goes, yeah. And so they kicked out whoever was going to be that night. And um, it was like a Wednesday night. I think it was the 26th of March of 2013 is now what we're talking. And so, um, I just kind of started helping spearheading, putting some of the stuff together. Cause I actually asked the guys that said, who's going to sell tickets and how are you going to, you know, you know, and they, they just say, well, we're going to, we're going to show up. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. So I took it, I kind of took it over because, um, I love them. The, I just love these guys. I love, I love all my artists. And, um, just so everybody in the audience knows just showing up really works. Yeah. Really? You, you need people like Nancy to it put the shit together. <laughs> so it was so sweet. So I got it all together. I got laminates made. We got this. I got you know, the security. Uh, we got the door. They got the bar. That was the deal. And anyway, so we had everybody. It was weird because you just don't realize who your friends are until you yeah, see you, The concert you told me about sounded ridiculously amazing. Well, it, that's the concert. The first concert. Um Ironically, Steve Stevens didn't get to play it, even though he's the spearhead and the start of all this, because he uh, he that particular date he had to go to Australia. So in the meantime, I still had Billy Idol, Billy Morrison, their drummer Eric Aldenius. So then they put in like uh, Billy Duffy, and um, then yeah, I had Mark, Marky, yeah, yeah, Marky Ramone flew in, and Marky was playing with Gilby Clark, Sugar Ray, uh, Mark McGrath is singing. Wow. Ramone songs and you got piggy d from zombie on bass and then you've got orianthi playing with rick springfield who's got you know it's like these this, this amazing ridiculousness and the picture you must have been so and, flattered was, <laughs> you, know, you just so don't awesome. realize and uh uh the foo fighter um what's his name uh taylor hawkins was there um you know you have like foo fighters you've had you had zombie you had all these people um, Glenn Hughes. I mean, it was just, it was, it was. And it's great you know, that all, all these people like, I mean, that is, that's Nancy, you are a publicist. Sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's pretty, that's pretty genuine. I mean, I, I know musicians who, I mean, you know, if you're doing that, you know, for, for a charity and for a cause, I mean, that's, that's pretty genuine. And those people are all pretty high profile. That's, that's, uh, that's great. Kenny Arnoff played with, um, uh, Kenny Arnoff did great white songs with Jack Russell. Uh, Brett Scallions from Fuel. I mean, I can't. The, the names, names, and KLOS supported this. So at the time, I Bob never understood why why you would want to put make your stage name after a, a, a dog breed. 
because he was born with a dog braid. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm I, I no offense to anybody. No, I, I know. I, I, I just always found it. I, I, you know what? I love play on words, and that it's is better that. than. It's better it, than Engelbert Humperdinck. No, listen, it's making oh, your stage name. It's making your stage name a play on words. So it it is. It's very clever. I'm not making fun of anybody. Oh it's, no, but yeah, when you got to look them up, it's like you get dogs. Instead. Yeah, exactly. Wait like, a second. What are all these pictures? But yeah, all these people. It was just insane. It was five hours. The the whiskey was so overloaded with humans. It wasn't even funny, and um, uh, yeah. it was a very bittersweet evening of course you know because then you're then you're just sitting there and you're like you're, you're enjoying it at least because i got to enjoy it because then everything kicked in we have a really great team of friends that came in and they were wrangling these guys getting them on stage and the whole bit it was beautiful and what it did <sighs> okay so anybody who's watching this that has ever gone to a rock against ms show and jesse you played the last one we got to which was 2019 I you did. You sang several songs. Um, when I get on stage, and I already told this to Michael, um, you will get intermittently me choking up and um, kind of crying. So just just deal with it. Um, Bill Burr makes fun of me. Hal Sparks, all my all my my comedian friends host the show, you know, and they just make fun of that. Here comes Nancy. She's about to cry. Don't let it upset you. She'll be over. I, you had a good cry that night. I remember oh, it was a good God. night too for me because I got to sing a, a bunch of songs that I, I like. They wouldn't usually let me do at um at the jam night. Yeah, like Soul like, Man. You did uh, yeah, Soul I sang Soul Man. I thought it was Soul Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you were part of the um. So in the beginning of the night, we always uh, do this. Um, uh, since we're in the big theaters now, um, we do a full production. We've got video rolling. We got lights. You know, the whole bit. We got horn sections. And um, we do a tribute to everybody who passed the year before. So the reason why you did Soul Man is because the guitar player from the Blues Brother band had passed away. The that's year right. That's right. Yeah. I'm a huge Blues Brother fan. also passed away. And um, oh, my God. And the Temptation. I mean, there were so many uh, Motown people that actually passed away. That I got year. what I got. Mm -hmm. yeah, the yeah. hard way. Mm -hmm. wow. I'm getting up. I'm sorry, I love that. Song. And, and he's got his backup because I got we got backup singers. You know, we got um, uh, there's two Lisas, two Lisas, and a Gretchen Bonaducci who was you know married to to uh, Danny. You know, and yeah, I love uh, doing that. <laughs> so they did all the backup singing, and I got a whole set of horns and such great bands that we put together with all A-list artists. So you know? can you yeah. tell us about your health journey, and then when you went from supporting your health journey to supporting other people's health journey okay so from that first night in 2013 because i'll just start there uh it hit me um that you know who has these friends you can't you know the, the basic people are going to be able to call it billy idol that's you know and um i'm i got such a, a gift in the, all the friends i have you know and and so um i thought well okay Let's start turning this into a nonprofit um, to help people. And I was trying to figure out a model for that. Um, I had MS since 2007, but um, by about, I don't know, 2007, about 2008 or nine, I started questioning um, some of the symptoms that I was having. And it was really ridiculous. I'd get really crazy symptoms one minute the back of my legs would be on fire and it dropped me to my knees because it was like electrical shocking charges wow. the main thing that told me i had a problem was that um cognitive so i have 
I have, I, I'm, I was blessed with a high IQ. I'm very, you know, proficient both sides of the brain, blah, blah, blah. So with that said, I know it's, I hate talking about that, but this is it's how okay. I found out is that I couldn't even say the word cat. Mm -hmm. I'd have to describe it. And I thought, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not a thing. I have an eidetic memory. I'm like, what is, this is, you know, I'm losing my, I'm freaking out. So I had a doctor that was ignoring these, all these symptoms, like my eye, my left eye has an issue, this, you know, all this other shit. And so finally I went to my spine surgeon and I said, Hey, um, cause I, he, I had been hit by a truck twice and that's another story, wow. but, um, and so my neck is fused. Okay. So there's titanium plates and screws. And I said, he's like, he calls me turbo. Why are you here? And I said, doc, I said, I need my brain scanned. I don't know what's going on, but, um, something's not okay. And he goes, okay. He goes, well, he had to have a reason. So he says, let's check your neck. And in the meantime, I'll throw in your brain and there you go. So when I went back, um, he said, he started reading the summary and it basically said that um, I have multiple lesions on the subcortical and the white matter and he's going on and on and I'm sitting there and because um, I have a couple of degrees in like medical sided stuff um, and uh, I said either you're telling me I have Alzheimer's or I have MS and he says it looks like you have MS and he sent me to Dr. Cowell, who's one of the top neuros in the nation, and he redid it and he said, you got it. And I'm like, oh, great. Then what do you do with it? You know? And, um, and then, uh, it's and what, is, what is MS for people who don't know at home? Okay. So there's, there's, uh, MS is a, it's a terrible fucking disease. MS. Um, so what it is, is, um, you know, when you plug in your toaster and you know how your cord has got rubber on it and you plug it in and it's protecting all the wires. Okay. So what's happening is that you're, you, it's an autoimmune disease and a neurological disease. And it's basically your body is eating itself and it eats eating the, the, the stuff that's keeping you safe. The myelian sheath that's over around our wires. Right. So it's kind of think of like a little bunny rabbit chewing on a cord. That's what's going on in our body. So that's where a lot of our, our pain, the neuropathy, all this other crap. Um, optic neuritis is another thing, which is what, you know, usually people with them, not usually, but times people with MS will lose sight in one eye because it's kind of a similar thing. Yes, uh, Taylor, multiple sclerosis. And um, so it's, it's a very debilitating disease and it can put you in a wheelchair and, you know, it's, you, you die from this shit. So um, from either symptoms of crap or, but you die with it, you know? And um, so it's kind of, uh, we have a shorter lifespan, um, all these other wonderful things that you're being told and it's scary. So, um, so mine was my cognitive. I have, I got about 30 out of the 50 symptoms and the, the it's called a snowflake disease because my MS may not be the same as your MS because it depends on where the lesions on your brain are. And so when you have MS, you, you um, get brain scans and your spinal cord scanned and you, you, they find like little lesions, um, scabs basically. And what happens is, is that it blocks the neurotransmitters from properly firing. Mm -hmm. So you will not be connecting one day. Some days I am like, woohoo, and I'm talking my talk. And then other days I'm like, what the fuck's that called? And, da, da, da. and then people go, oh, I do that all the time. I said, no, you don't understand. It's, it's, it's not a brain fart. This is literally my, I'm not connecting today. Right. And, and, you know, but you don't want to keep correcting people. You just, 
nod your head. Um, well, it's good that you also that you said all the things you're being told, because at the end of the day, you know, we really have to begin to understand in the, the conscious stream, you know, we are creating our world with our beliefs. And it's when, when a thing is decided to be true, it, it is true on many levels. Yeah. However, it, so often this is just a collection of symptoms that Nancy has and they're calling it this thing. And as she's saying, it's a snowflake thing because it's different for all these other people. And ultimately, you know, on a whole spiritual energetic level, you know, all these things are coming down to energies that are maybe similar, you know, that, that are causing a similar group of, of uh, symptoms for somebody, but you know, a name and um, all these facts about you're going to live only this long, or this is going to be happening. You're going to be in a wheelchair. You know, my sister was told she was going to be in a wheelchair before she was 30 because of a fracture that she has in her hip. She has been healing herself from granted through ayahuasca and a diet and a lot of other different things, but she's been getting herself back on track and she no longer is worrying that, you you know she's she's going to be going out any earlier than she would like to be and i know nancy is a is a fighter who is not uh decide has decided she's not going anywhere <laughs> without yeah. uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a perusal into this world of her health and i appreciate yeah. that about you sweetie yeah one of one of my artists said they looked at me and they said you're too mean to die, so you're going to be here past everybody else. I don't see that about you, man. I don't know what he's talking about. So how has the charitable organization formed the Rams Network? How, like, what's the, what's the progression here? I know it's slightly COVID-related. Uh, uh, what, what, um, what say you? Yeah, so normally, normally we do, like, a big annual event, and... Um, Again, oh. like I described that, you know, describing what I was describing earlier, just part of it and Allison Chains, everybody. So we do these big, beautiful events. And um, we we were eight days from the 20, God, I'm losing track of time, 2019 event. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, whatever. <laughs> Whenever COVID started, what year was that? I, I don't even know anymore. A long, long time ago, before COVID <laughs> came into our lives. <laughs> 2020. Okay. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so 2020. Um, so uh, I remember being on the phone with Steve Lukather, and I said, hey, Luke, I, I think we have to cancel. I don't know what's going on with all this shit. And, and he goes, I don't know. And we like, oh, yeah, we rallied. We're like, fuck it, we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing the show. And then eight days before, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to, like, we, we have to cut it in good conscience, of course. And um, and so that was the last, that's what happened. And this year, we didn't either do a show in March. But um, so, but anyways, back to 2020, um, my friend Sam, Sam McMullen, he is the god of all sorts of things. And he knows, he's a guy that knows everybody. He's... Um, he has um, all these different um, online entities for gaming and that. He's a huge geek dude. He owns geeks.gg. So he said, Nance, um, he says, Nance, uh, uh, digital. And I, because I'm like, Sam, you know, oh my God, I had to cancel. We lost all this money because we did all this advertising. And, you know, I'm going, ah, ah. And, I, and, I, and he goes, digital. And I said, well, what, Tourette's, what the does digital mean? I'm analog. I do things in person. And he goes, no, digital, check it out. My friends, you know, they created this thing, Twitch. And I said, yeah, I know what Twitch is. It's a gaming thing. He goes, well, now we can do music on it. And there's these other things. And he goes, hold on. It was like one of those moments of, 
I'll be back. And he comes back and he has built this whole advisory board of some of the top of the top humans. He's, you know, from attorneys to the top branding marketing companies and all this stuff. And they are on board for Rams. And the, the goal was to build, yes. build a Twitch channel. So, and the Twitch channel, and because Sam knew the guys, um, he walked us in and said, we want a partnership like now. Sam is a person that is a huge heart giving person like he he's amazing and and because he's so amazing when sam says hey i would like this to happen i'm working with this nonprofit, and we would like a partnership instead of waiting to get it you know he 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 walked us in to get the partnership so we could we could evolve a little faster you know and give um goodness to the people like you guys any of the shows that are coming on board you know and um so that's kind of where it started. And then I've been working with Corey Padveen from T2 Marketing, who helped roll most of this out, um, almost all of it out. I, I can't lie. Without him, I would have no wherewithal to Shout go. out to Corey. Corey. He helped me hook yeah. this up. <laughs> and Corey! Corey! There's the shout out. And, um, and so, it's so uh, I started kind of hitting up people say, you know, because everybody's doing stuff and they're not monetizing. So we, we created a model that um, is to help on a charitable side of it because- I just put the link by the way in the chat so people can actually just click it. Because okay. when, it, when it's, I found when it's on the banner going across the bottom, you can't click it and, be, and no one's gonna type it in. So- You know, my I don't- Hero Academia, I gotta check that one out. Sorry, my hero comments. Um, I, don't, I don't know if the uh, YouTube people get that link. But um, you, every time you watch the show, you have an opportunity to do passive donating a buck or two, you know, and it adds up. And it's really interesting um, because the model that we chose, um, because there's a lot of back end to this. And so that's a cost. And, and we are not like a funded nonprofit yet. We are still like a baby. So um, everybody who is rolling their shows on the Rams network, basically have become unwillingly knowing no no of course you know um fundraisers for us you know like professional fundraising team you know what i mean and and so when when happy to be when, oh you know what yeah actually i just checked out the youtube channel the link comes up and and it oh. took me right to the page and and we've we had i see we had some people donate money thank you all so much thank you people yeah. oh thank you guys so great because it's really great so the, the cool thing about twitch this is great is that, oh, i'm gonna cry i know Aww. i don't really start crying because you know if i start crying, screw it. <laughs> just start, eh, they do the ugly cry face no cry um, they love it when i cry yeah they, <laughs> i don't know if jesse can cry you're so freaking perky I don't, I don't think he's cried on the show yet actually Am I not? Not on the live stream of consciousness. Oh, yeah. Julian says he likes your shirt. I was actually going to say I like your shirt. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Nancy. <laughs> we just okay. having some interaction with our with our family. No, no, you got to talk to the peeps. Um, but yeah, so we came up with this thing. So it's kind of like being like like a digital PBS. So cool. Um, I I got to say when when Jesse said, hey, you know, I've got a friend who's got this thing on the Twitch network and all this stuff. I was like, I don't know, you know, whatever. But then I he introduced me to you and we spoke. And and first of all, I just want to say thank you for being on the show and being so candid with everything that you've shared with Absolutely. us, um, because I'm sure it's not easy. But but when I met you and the energy that I get from you, you have such a, a great 
upbeat disposition. Like, I mean, what you're doing is amazing and who you are, I think is a big part of that. I'm sure that you get people to react to you and, and what you're doing in your cause because of who you are and the energy that you have. So I think it's all very relevant to what we're doing, you know? And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, look, she motivated the whole Billy Idol crew. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see if he was going to disappear from the thing and then say, who is this? Oh, you got green screen. So um, we are getting to the end of our show. Um, but um, but I want to. Oh, wait. I mean, she was finishing up with. I know. I wanted to. I was oh, going okay. to direct the end of the conversation Let's a little bit. Let's do it. Direct away, sir. So, um, oh, no, here you direct the end of the conversation. No, I don't know where you. I don't know where you were going. I was listening I to Nancy. Going. I was listening to Nancy too. Yeah. So I was. Well, I think she was done with the basic. Well, she was the basic again. Picture. Yeah, I was going to tell you about what the oh. what the rock houses are. Yes, tell okay. us what the rock houses are. So our real our. Okay, I might start crying. Just bear with me. The, okay. <laughs> All right. The the rock yeah. houses. Um, I came up with the thought that people, I don't mean to down people, but the, the big, the big wheels, societies and all those kind of people, mm -hmm. they, they don't really help people with MS. I found that out very hard that their money is not spent helping, uh, 10% goes into maybe finding the, not maybe, but finding the cure. And then the rest goes into a lot of big yes. pockets and a lot, but they're very good at doing like, um, I don't know, finding information out. And uh, so ancillary, ancillary marketing materials and whatever. And I'm not downing them. It's just like, but my God, I mean, 80% of the money that comes in goes not to anything, but right. nothing. It's really awful. It doesn't it's, help people. If, so you don't know, if you've never heard that before, that uh, most charitable organizations, like the biggest, the biggest charitable organizations on the planet are doing the least good. I, I, I go look into it yourself. Find it. Look, just look. It's hard numbers. If you're going to donate to any sort of charity and you don't have to donate to, you know, to us, but, um, but seriously, Please do. put your, put your money to uh, more mom and pop sort of charity, uh, you know, things because it really actually helps in those cases. And there is so much overhead. It's like, you think the government is like wasting our money. Boy, do these big ass charities waste money. Well, it's, it was sad to me and very profound thought when um, there's another Nancy that has race to erase MS. She's amazing. And um, her goals are different than Ram's. But we met and um, she has MS herself as well. And she showed me all the statistics. I mean, when somebody's got like a, you know, quarter million salary with a million dollar expense account. And I'm like, what? So you know, what's that? So that's when I was like, well, screw this. We're going to, we got to help people now. So our hashtag is helping people now. And, and what we want to do is build these rock houses. And the first one will probably be up in the Valley here in, in California. We work with the Richard, Richard Pryor's estate, Richard passed from MS. He had MS for a substantial period of time, at least 15 plus years. And, and um, so I work with Jennifer Pryor, Jennifer wow, Lee cool. and he's part of us. Um, and, um, so we'll probably name the first one after him. He's a part of us. He's amazing. He's like my hero. I love Richard Pryor, but, um, but he, he used to do sit down comedy and it would be all about, it'd be all about MS, you know, and he would talk about it because everybody thought he had AIDS, but what it was is he had MS and he was losing all this. Weight. Is, cool. But anyway, so I digress, um, as usual. And 
so the rock houses are not because it's rock and roll. I mean, yes, but when you have that person in your life, that is your rock. Here comes the tears. <laughs> when, when you need somebody to be there for you, because I'm sorry, when you have a mess, you feel like a burden, you lose friends. They're not there for you, but you gain friends. And I think that's one beauty out of the disease because those farewell friends that like you because you work for rock stars and you might get a ticket, fuck you. You know, I'm not ticket master. But um, so people with MS tend to not want to be a burden. We, we're quiet about it. We don't sit and complain about it, but we suffer in extreme silence. And so what we want to do is build these big, beautiful rock houses and they're going to have a gaming room because gaming is proven to help cognitive and focus for people with MS. We're going to have Pilates and Reiki and, and all these different integrative therapies that people can't afford. I can't afford it anymore because, you know, I'm not working like I was. But I'm lucky my girlfriend does Reiki because I can't afford that shit. Oh my God, I love <laughs> it. And then there's going to be um, um, a room where people learn to 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 cook vegan. And um, so like, you know, when, when couples go and do these little couples things and they, they cool. learn to cook, one of those big kind of kitchens so people can learn to cook. We're going to have a music room. We're going to have, we're going to have an area where people can go, you know, wheel up in their chair and we'll get their hair washed and their nails done. You, you just stop feeling like a person because you feel one, like a burden Two, I have a hard time washing my hair. I have to go get it washed. It sounds silly, but my hair's to my butt mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to maneuver. I, I, I'm very mobile. I'm not. I'm not in a wheelchair or anything. I'm very mobile, and right. I go hiking and all that stuff. But, but it takes me a minute. You know, uh, the 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 fatigue is, is like soul crushing. Pain, and people go, oh, I'm tired too, and it's like, oh, you have no idea. So, you know, it's just people don't get the disease. I, I really urge people to look up multiple sclerosis, and just read it it's like it's like this weird ass disease and it's not hereditary it's it just picks random um although right. there are people with it in their family you know um same people it's it's a it's a it's a weird disease it it affects so much of your body in different areas um so many people more people have it than not although in the united states it's up to a million on the books which is not a lot of people if you think about the whole nation. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyways, we want to help people. We want to build rock houses. Um, and if we can't get rock houses built in certain areas, like they're very out there, you know, mm -hmm. we can then do, um, hopefully then we'll have the second program, which is where they can apply for um, integrative care, daily care and an emergency fund. Um, I was told by the big society that we don't have an emergency fund. I'm a homeowner. I was afraid to lose my house. I'm not working. Right. And I uh, said, oh, we don't have, we don't help people. But what we do is we go to other sources, take their money. And there's one, one thing for 300 bucks every 18 years or 18 months, excuse me, that um, we can pay a bill. And I was like, oh my God. So there's wow. like no help from what you think is supposed to help you. Right. So it's a very, it's very scary. You know, I, I'm a cancer survivor. Um, and, um, and not that I don't support cancer cause I totally do, but because I will live with this MS until I drop, it just doesn't go away. You don't get better. Right, right, right. right. It's not a disease you get better from.
Right. So. Oh, thank you, Angela. You're very sweet. All of the diseases make us stronger. In going through the pain, we learn to cope with the pain. I don't know. Sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger would probably say something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it, is, it is in the disease that we suffer and we get good and strong. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's all I got for that one, Jesse. Wow. <laughs> but anyway. No, no, Nancy, I, I, as somebody who has dealt with, you know, chronic pain, you know, any, any disease, any, you know, like uh, anything that is affecting people on a daily basis, um, you know, people just don't really know uh, because it, it's just, it, it's not about, Oh, I'm in pain today, or I couldn't remember this thing or whatever. It's about the torture right. yeah. of it perpetuating itself um, and having to reframe your life around this situation of how you feel. And, you know, thankfully I'm, starting to feel better and better, but still every day of my life, I wake up and I don't feel right. And, you know, and, and one day I hope that I will completely, you know, I, 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 it always makes me cry when I go, I plan to stand on stage one day and tell people that I used to be in, in pain every day of my life and I'm not anymore. And, you know, and I'm going to try to help you guys figure out how to, you know, not be in pain too, because it's just, it's the worst thing imaginable. Um, and, uh, and yeah, people, people don't know how to, I think handle that conversation and handle such a big topic. You know, it's almost like something like rape or child trafficking. Like, you know, we're, Oh, well, I don't really know how to handle that subject. So I'm just not going to talk about it. Uh, and, um, you know, but it does bring out the best in some. And uh, I think uh, you are a testament to uh, a wonderful person that was able to bring out the best in people when, um, when the worst happened and you are continuing to make the best of this situation. And we are so grateful to be a part of the Rams network so glad to be, uh, you know, in association with rocking against MS, but doing some stuff that's a little bit off the beaten path that I know you're interested in, in spirituality and some of the other things we're talking about doing. And yeah. thank you so much for the honor. Thank you to all the people who have been watching at home. And uh, please remember this story and pass it on to our future listeners. So they, when they ask and you can tell them all about Nancy, the little engine that could, um, you know, the badass mean girl, apparently, according to some. <laughs> I am. I'm very mean. So, do we have anything else to um to to say to Nancy before we uh, wrap up this show? Um, I, you go know, to, I, go to rockagainstms.org. That is okay. our site. Oh, let me put that up here. Hold on a second. And we also oh, have uh, a great Facebook. That's not it. <laughs> I'm Don't horrible at this. There. No. Go ahead. Keep keep talking. I'm typing. Himself. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading what Tim is writing about. Um, his ex-wife had a therapist who has MS. Oh. He's an amazing man and doctor. He made himself available almost 24 hours a day. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a fucked up disease, man. It's yeah. so, it's weird. It's unpredictable. When I wake up in the morning, it's a crapshoot. I have no idea. I don't know if I'm going to be in pain, if my feet are going to be in pain, if my arm, I mean, or am I going to have a problem with my sight or am I going to be in a, in, in what we call brain fog or right. you know, whatever. Thank and, you, uh, Taylor. Have, Thank you. Um, I have primary progressive MS and I'm the 10%. Mm -hmm. Everybody else has relapsed from it. So it comes and goes. They're a little bit luckier because they get like a breather from this shit. 
the the thing the thing about MS that I want to say, like so many other things, you know, because they were trying to diagnose me with arthritis and um, what's the other one where you have like the inflammation thing. Like I, the, the, my last visits to the doctor, they started trying to put names to what I was going through, and I was just like, I don't want to hear any stupid names about this. Like like I know that I've done something to myself, and you need to help me figure it out. And they didn't know, so I, I had to go down like another path. But it's when you look like this. You know, and you walk into the doctor and you go, I'm in pain all the time. Like, like I am effed up. Like, like things are a problem. Like it is not good. And they're like, you look fine. Your blood pressure is okay. You know, like they're, they're, you're not seeing the problem that I'm having. And, and most people aren't there when they, you know, when you look at somebody who has MS, it's not like you go, oh, oh, I can tell they have MS. It, it's oh, not yeah. a thing, you know, and then, and then. For everybody, it's a little different, you know, like just like me and my mom, you know, we're dyslexic, but our dyslexia isn't like the dyslexia that most people are told in the books. There's a lot of different forms of dyslexia. So you end up trying to explain, well, my, it's like, you know, and people, you can't really understand because it's, it's, a, it's a completely different perspective when you're waking up every day and you're dealing with this invisible injury, you know, that is stopping you from behaving the way you were behaving yesterday. And, you know, and, and I, I know, I know, I know it must be hard um, having to explain yourself so often, but uh, hopefully we are raising awareness about MS right now. And uh, uh, we are actually, I want to say thank you to Taylor. We reminded Taylor about her mom. So, she said she's gonna send us a little donation. We're excited. Thank Aww. you. Thank you, Taylor. Um, see, yeah, we're thank doing you to good everybody who donated. Uh, is there anything else, Nancy, that uh, you want to get out uh, your chest about our wonderful network and organization while we have you on the show before we wrap up? Um, how'd you um, like your how you like your Jesse Jesse Blaze experience? That <laughs> just right here, just right right now is even funnier. Uh, well, you know what we're gonna do, children what are we gonna do? of the corn. Um, we are going to. Um, don't know where that came from. Uh, we're gonna start doing um, streaming concerts, like oh, streaming concerts. oh cool. Um, awesome. I've been talking to certain people. You know, of course, I've got a, a slew of people that I go to, my go tos, and um, we're we're figuring out what we're going to be doing. But um, let me I know. Let me know if you need something on the East Coast because I certainly can help you with like venues and and live streaming stuff. Cool, because you know, Marky Ramon is in New York. He's yeah. one of my besties. Him and his wife, and they support this. They did. They played the last show. Cool. Were, were you there when you played Jesse? Yeah, had to have been. That was the last yeah. show. Yep. Yeah. Marky was headlining that show. Um, I don't know if I got to meet him, but he was one of the people that I was like on my eye, had my eye open for. Yeah, he uh, he's such a good dude. I love him. And I love, uh, I'm a big Ramones fan. Oh, then we'll have to hook that all up. I yeah. respect I respect them as songwriters, um, and I don't think that they get uh, that I don't think they get enough respect for what great songwriters they are. I know D uh, Didi was really the main one to 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 write, you know, and. Um, uh, he just he had this imagination and it was just you know simple and perfect i was just using them as an example the other day i was just like the kkk took my baby away do you know what that song's from <laughs> uh what it's from well do you know why he wrote that oh i i you know what? i think i'd heard the story a long time ago can you can you tell uh, what Absolutely. is the answer because it's one of my favorites so um because i know all about the ramones because i know the backside but um so Linda was with Joey for about five years and Joey people didn't really realize, but Joey was a very, very OCD, like 
like this and, and back then they didn't know what ocd was right so he'd have to like tap five times before he could do anything and so my, Linda, my brother used to be yeah. dealing with some of that yeah and it's it's um it's it's a thing and um but i think then she realized that um johnny controlled the money <laughs> so there you go with that so what he did oh, was it, she skipped ship went over to johnny but joey was kind of relieved because joey wasn't interested in you know groupies and sex and all this stuff so he utilized it kkk johnny because johnny's very right wing and he has like a grand wizard thing at the house so I'm gonna get. Oh, I, I know. So it's wow. literally about one of the members of the band who he has dubbed the KKK. <laughs> That's funny. That's crazy. See, but you know, for me, as a, from a writing standpoint, what he noticed there and what he was always doing, beat on the brat. It was alliteration, simple things that would actually hook into people's heads. The mo the, the 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 biggest crime, you know, um, people who uh, are, you know are reasonably critical of Avatar, one of the biggest movies on the planet. It's very safe. It doesn't do anything new. Uh, that's that's really you know, like some of the visuals are memorable, but there's no new thing that really grips you in and gets you there. And a lot of songs are like great passable songs, but when it's just the sound, you don't have the visual. You got to be doing something new. And every time they would come across the plate with something new. And yeah, you know, to you it might be a little infantile or silly, but it, I remember it. You remember it. We all remember it. Like 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 fucking shut up until you learn how to fucking come up with stuff that we remember as easily as the Ramones. They, 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 just the catchy melodies and the alliteration and just the little ways that they, like they are some of the greatest songwriters this planet has ever seen. And they're not appreciated as such. Their arrangements are elegant. They don't overuse parts. They'll do a part that's great once or maybe twice in a song. Like they are super impressive songwriters as far we as- got a, We got a music show cooking too, by the way. Oh yeah, no. Seriously, the Ramones. He's passionate like, about a lot of things. He's got. He's gonna. He's gonna have a few shows. I think the Ramones are amazing. Love those Ramones. Well, anyway, you know, we got. They, we got. I, I'm told, Nancy, that a show that is an hour is a better case. So when, when we go over the hour, this we're is over, we're over. Help me help you to, to develop the show that makes the more money for the MS rocking. I know, and it is. It's true. The hour show, but. So it's uh, 848. We went, yeah, we've gone 18 minutes over. Yeah, we're over. So, so to talk to humans. I'm in a house of cats. You didn't hear the cat screaming behind me? We did, we no, did not hear the cat. No, no, no. Hi, cats. I said, so I also I, have a non profit for animals. And, uh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. How do we, so can, so can we devote an, an individual episode of the live stream of consciousness to your uh, yeah. animal charity sometime? Absolutely. Okay, cool. We'll bring on like a pet psychic or something, and we'll and we'll devote the show to, to the pets. The the, the I keep wanting to say the pet cemetery, the pet charity. <laughs> oh my god, the pet cemetery. Nancy, thank you so much for inviting us on and coming on our show and inviting us on the network. Guys, are you kidding me? It's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. We've got lots more to do with the Rams Network and yeah. uh, hopefully in the near future you'll be able to hang out with uh, me and uh, Michael uh, by proxy as we uh, chat about some different things every night of the week. But uh, I just have to get my babies back to New York in the morning. I fly back to deliver them back to their mom and I'm a little heartbroken about that. But at the same time, I'm excited to get back to work because as we know, I'm a workaholic and that's the things that I'm 
I know. So Nancy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to you and I'm gonna put you backstage so we can, we can wrap it up. Backstage. Uh, but but yeah, you get to go backstage and hang out. Hang out. Yeah, you get to go back hang out with everybody. So we'll see you soon. Everybody, bye, Taylor's goodbye. boyfriend. Bye. Thank you, everybody, so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was awesome. So cool. I said bye to Taylor's boyfriend She's too. Great. She pegged us. She's the best. Ma'am oh, C is the best. Nice. So now you all know what we're doing here when we say that we're doing this for charity every week. This is who we're doing it for. We're doing it for Nancy and her lovely organization. And we're so happy to be a part of it. And yes. uh, life is good. Uh, yeah. Any uh, parting spiritual thoughts for us? On um, you know what? I, I was kind of just wrapped up in the story. I mean, spiritually, I feel like there's a lot of spirituality in that message. And, and I feel like, like I said, Nancy is just such a dynamic person. And I feel like her purpose was, you know, to experience what she experienced so that she can make people aware of it and help other people. So I got to get Nancy added to the, uh, LA coven of, uh, ayahuasca ladies that I have out here. And, oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, and see if we can, uh, get her a little, uh, Nice little uh, perspective on why it is that she has chosen to deal these cards to herself. Right. Which is always so, the case. It's like, why have I done this to me? I, you know, it was very kind of, I didn't want to get into that, especially with MS, like, you know, dis no, well, in the well, mind. Well, and we she, give her, you, you know, know Nancy is very open. And that's why, you know, when she yeah. saw our show and it was just sort of like, we just, her and I happened to be talking about something else. And she right. would talk to me about spiritual kind of stuff and whatever, you know, like she was open, you know, she's talking about Reiki, you know, she, she, you right. know, she recognizes the, the um, power in these things. And, um, you know, and, and it, it, it is there to, to be had. And that thing of recognizing that we have chosen our past for ourselves as much as we don't want to admit that sometimes, you know, but that is the, the hardest little barrel to get over to accept. All right, this is it. For some reason, on a higher level, I chose chronic pain for myself. Right. It sucks, man. It sucks. I don't know why I would do this to myself on some levels. On some levels, I'm like, this is stupid. Right. I would never do this. Uh, on other levels, though, I'm like, well, I, you know, I, 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 I accept that that is part of the game. It, it, right. It's it's about figuring out the journey. Why why is the journey like this? What am I supposed to learn? Right. And granted, I have learned a lot from my pain. So I guess I could say I do know why I did the pain to myself. But I always kind of think, well, couldn't have been just like a little easier. Well, but I mean, I think earlier I did. That was one thing I did want to talk about. Um, and, and again, and we've had this conversation and it's, it's really watching other people because I don't think you or I will suffer from it. Um, and that is, uh, comparing yourself to other people, looking what other people are doing. And you actually, you it was, you were talking about it with your dad and yeah, you, with my dad, I did perspective. You, you know? know what though? My dad saved me from a lot of others. Like, because I sort of like, yeah. he was King and I was like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everybody like to a certain degree, I was a little like, ah, you, you guys aren't the king. <laughs> I was dealing with other people, I'm like, you're not the king. Yes. Oh, it's the queen of the queen and the king. Oh, I was very intimidated by them yes. when I was younger. Uh, now I realize that parents are just kids raising kids. You know, and that's funny that you said that too, because that was that was something I, I wanted to actually tell you, Jesse. It's funny because I was like, you know, I've seen you with your relationships with your family and the ups and the downs and this and that. And I and I thought to myself, I'm like, if Jesse actually realized that D was just like everybody else, trying to figure it out and do his thing and raise his family and and you know, I mean, even No, he he literally said that to me at some point. He was just sort of like 
Can I just say that this pedestal you put me on is an impossibly high standard to live up to? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, had, I had already realized that myself. And as soon as he said that, I went, I'm right there with you. I have, I see that and I, I get it. And I said, but I said, it is the standard I hold myself to. It's not so much about that. Like I made my standard off of you. Right, so right, I expect right. you to hold to it as well. Right, this right. Is what I hold myself to, you know, and this is how hard I'm being on me. Right. So like I'm being hard on you, it seems, because I'm being hard on myself all the time. Right. Um, and uh, and it, it was destroy was destroying me for, for yeah. a very long time, just being hard on myself. So and, that, and that was the biggest, you know, the biggest lesson of and, and the hard, biggest lesson and the hardest thing to actually do and get right and really feel but like loving yourself yeah man and it's like on some level i i do connect to that and like i and i like i do like myself and i do like appreciate myself but it's amazing how just like a, a level or two will connect me to a really absolute place where i i really go back to sort of not really putting enough value in myself right um you know yeah. and it, and it but it but it's that thing of the energy you know just like just like i'm it's not about the existential problem it's about this energy you know yeah. that we're trying to end end the toil man we're trying to get rid of this shit so, um, anymore only other one only other one thing i did want to say is what do you think of this cool new little background i got i figured out how to do an animated background oh yeah let me see well you don't see it Oh, that's trippy. It's like, yeah, are we like, going to give people seizures? It, well, I had this one first, but it was just, it was too, a little. It's a little seizury. Seizury. Yeah, that, that was a seizure. little too bright, but I, I like this one. This one's kind of. I do. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's cool. We're going to trip some people out. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a little crazy. But we, we will continue our conversation and our live stream of consciousness. Yeah. Next week, we should be back at our normal time, six okay, o'clock. Um, I, and, uh, I'll be back in New York for a weekend and then back over here for coolest alive on Tuesday. For those of you who are into geeky stuff produced by Michael Zinn and, uh, hosted by me and my two best friends, Aaron Sparrow and Tori Ireland Mel. Also um, on the Rams network. Yes. Also on the Rams network. And, uh, you know, as I'm saying, you know, who, who's interested in something like this going on, like, you know, maybe four or five days a week. Uh, if you're interested in uh, in seeing just sort of a regular um, a regular cast going on about a couple different things, um, I think that will soon be a reality as I get back from this trip and settle back into life in California. Um, but uh, I'm so excited and so excited to um, have uh, Nancy have come on and explained the Rams Network so you guys understand when we say we are a charitable organization. You understand that we, we really are. We're, we're working for um, for a good cause here. And I hope you can help spread the word about all the great shit that we're talking about uh, and um, and this great channel that is doing some awesome things. I think, you know, some of the other um, people who are going to be on the Rams Network doing we are regular twitching. things. We are yeah, we are twitching. And uh, but some really great if you're interested in music, especially there's going to be some great stuff. And then uh, I'm going to be doing some more stuff outside of music. Anyway, we love you guys and um, we will see you next time, I guess. Right. Uh, peace.